Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 122 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. My name is Andrew White and I am with... Um, Kelvin Newman, that's my name. Hello Kelvin. Um, it's a new questions and answers Yeah, uh, we're today. in a bit of a Q&A marathon at the moment. Um, yes. Stage two of the Q&A stay, marathon. Yeah, so answering the questions of you, the lovely, lovely listeners that you sent in to us. If you want to send a question in, dead simple to do. Drop me an email. It's kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. I have in my hand three sheets of paper containing questions. And the first one is from Mr. Ivan Wainwright. He says, hi, Kelvin. I have a question which I hope you might be able to address in a future Q&A on your podcast. Is there a way in which I can find out what page in Google my site ranks for a specific keyword or phrase? For example, my site is www.itforcharities.co.uk and if I search for fundraising software, then I appear on page one. But I search for, say, internet fundraising, then I don't appear in the first few pages. And so the only way I know of, uh, of how to find out what page I... I am on would be to flick through all the pages until I find my site and that could take a long long time Real, I realise that realistically if you don't appear on the first few pages of Google search for a specific keyword then after a certain number of pages it probably makes little difference where you appear in terms of getting good click throughs but it would be useful to know this information uh, so how can I, can I so how can I see how well or if specific SEO stuff I am doing is working many thanks and as ever, keep up the great work you do on the podcast. Still one of the very best. Ivan Wainwright. Thanks, Ivan. No, kind words and the yes. checks in the post. But no, yeah, <laughs> um, common, um, easy issue to solve. So it's kind of, you want to keep a check on where you're ranking for the keywords that you're targeting in a search yeah. marketing campaign. Now, um, used to be a very common type of reporting that an SEO agency or freelancer would do. They provide you with a ranking report that shows you where they were. Now, almost no one who had any sense would ever go through and, and, and check hundreds of keywords hand by hand if you've got a small number like it sounds like um ivan's got you got there you know you can do it um you can do it fairly quick, quickly by hand but if you've got more how are you going to go about doing that well there's software out there that allows you to do that that's built for that very purpose now the the kind of cheap and cheerful option is a firefox plugin um produced by aaron wall of seobook.com um, that's called Rank Checker. So if you Google uh, Firefox Rank Checker, it's a little plugin, and it 
pops open a window, you drop in the keywords, so like IT for charities or whatever it is that's the you know, particular keyword that you're looking for, and select which search engines you want to find your position for, and it'll export an Excel spreadsheet for you. Dead simple, dead quick, doesn't cost anything. Now, there are some downsides to that. Um, you have to keep your own spreadsheet somewhere. You have to remember to upload and you know to, to check once a month, and you have to kind of combine previous reports to see if there's any change. Um, but it's a cheap and cheerful one and a quick tool to check, well recommended. Now, what we use at Site Visibility is a, actually a little bit more of a sophisticated, all-round SEO tool um, called Raven Tools, and it's a suite of tools. Um, I think we were probably the first UK agency to work with um, Raven on their, um, their tools, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, although this inevitably by saying it will curse it, that we've got an interview coming up with the, the creators of the tool in a couple of weeks' time. Cool. And um, basically what Raven is, it's an integrated suite of tools that does things like check your rank, you can use it to manage how many links you've got, um, you can use it to keep track of who you've contacted about link requests, it does some basic social media mention monitoring, it plugs into Google Analytics so you can get SEO reports out of Google Analytics and it ties them together. So this is what's really exciting about Raven. So you can see, okay, I've moved from position two to one. What impact did that have on my traffic? And it ties all those bits together. So that's Raven. It's a little bit more involved and a little bit more expensive. It's not crazy. It's kind of, you know, um, tens of dollars a month rather than thousands of dollars a month. Mm. Um, but yeah, well worth considering if you're taking an SEO campaign quite seriously because if it saves you half an hour, an hour on your reporting every month, well worth it. Um, there are other options, though, that are kind of standalone software packages. Two that I've used in the past, you know, they're not considered quite as exciting as tools like Raven and mm. some of the more modern software as services ones, but they still do still do the trick, is Web Position Gold and Advanced Web Ranking. But I would always go with Raven or the Firefox plugin. So Raven Tools is an online tool, is it, Kelvin? Yeah, it's an online tool. Um, you can set it up. You put your website in. It will tell you things about your site that you could improve from an SEO perspective in an automated way. Um, so that's not as good as a proper SEO going through your site, but it's a good place to start. Um, you can use it to keep track of what articles have been syndicated where and all these types of things, really. So it's, yeah, very powerful tool, and I will probably be going into it in a bit more detail when we speak to their their the founders in a couple of weeks time hopefully okay right brilliant let's move on to the next question from uh, christopher coon i think i've spelled I've, I've pronounced your surname correctly christopher just email us at kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com no 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 there's a special email address for that and he can't read out people's names <laughs> at the internet marketing podcast.com um, org sorry <laughs> hi kelvin i've been a listener for a few months now and you guys provide great commentary on internet marketing or to internet marketing you and andy do a terrific job and uh, and i look forward to listening to a podcast on my way to work uh, enough with the flattery and on with the fattery number one do you have an experience in using captures uh http slash slash www.capture.net in a web sign-up flow we have a client who is interested in serving it up to only returning visitors brackets not sure if that is possible brackets if not then everyone will receive a capture prior to sign up i've read reports that this can hurt your conversion rates however we'll drastically reduce spam bots from pinging the site in addition from using it, would you recommend using it on my client's lengthy sign-up landing page or have it be on the next page, brackets, a step two, brackets, in the process? Um, right, the second bit's crossed out, so I'll yeah, let me yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that no, yeah, that's, yeah, I answer that bit privately on that one. So yeah, um, yeah, to answer the first part of that question, um, 
yeah, is a capture form. Uh, had a, so just to explain, if you've not heard of them before, they're that kind of when you go to a page and you're submitting a form or doing a search and you have that weird gobbledygook bit of text um, that you have to fill in and decipher and try and work out what the what the hell it means. And um, that's a capture. And there's mm. different ones. So there's capture, the one that he talks about there. There's also one called like recapture, which is actually quite nice. It's a similar concept, but uses pages from scanned books. Mm. Um, and when if the optical character recognition didn't work and they couldn't work, the, you know, the, the computer couldn't tell what the word was in this old book that they were scanning, they bung it into this system and then they get five or six people to write what it is. Once they all agree, they know that that's what the word is. So which is good for the yeah, community. Yeah, it's good for the community. Yeah. Um, and the reason they came into existence was exactly, as, as, as talked about there, to reduce spam because it's something that a robot cannot do. And when you're kind of getting automated requests to your websites, it can be a great way to reduce the number of you know, false positives or the, the noise in the system of spam bots doing it. But there is no two ways about it. It does have an impact on your conversion rate or the likelihood of people to complete the form because it is acting as a barrier. That's the whole purpose. It's a barrier to bots doing it. But... Um, it's also a barrier to users doing it as well. So, yeah, I'm not entirely sure about the logic of why you would serve the capture just to returning visitors. It should be possible, and you could do it based on a cookie. Uh, But to me, it makes more sense that you would show it for the person using the website or the tool the first time to see if they're human or not, because, you know, the the assumption is that someone who visits um, a second you know, the second time is more likely to be a real person there. So I'm not sure why there, but there's no two ways about it. Anything that's a barrier that makes it harder to convert um, is going to be, you know, going to have a negative impact on your conversion rate. Now, the question is, is the negative impact of that conversion um, implication worth the time saved on the spam, um, you know, the people submitting it who are time wasters or aren't real people? Um, and that's the call you have to make ultimately on that side of things. Now, whether you put it page one or page two, it's sort of, you know, it's a bit sort of dancing around the issue. They still have to fill it in if it's going to prevent people doing it, they're, they're going to be doing it. So you can do some A-B testing. You know, you can try, um, you know, showing it. If you use something like Google Website Optimizer, you can try the two different versions and see what impact it has on, you know, submission rates. Um, but then that's not really going to necessarily tell you how many, you know, it'll, it won't necessarily tell you how much time it saves you on not having to deal with the spam. Um, but my gut instinct is to tr- if you want as many conversions, as many purchases, as many positive actions that someone can take on your site as possible, it's all about trying to make it as easy as you possibly can. Captures by their very nature are designed to make it not easy. Um, so you kind of have to take the rough with the smooth. If you're putting a capture in there, you're going to lose out on business as a consequence. But is that business you lose out on um, gonna cost you more than the time it takes to deal with a spam here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. ...ones or the, the, the infrastructure cost of, you know, maybe getting loads more requests there. So that's where it, it gets tough. Um, I actually sometimes prefer the ones that are like more of a... You know, you can get plugins that do this for WordPress where they say, are you a human? And the question is, what's two plus two? Yeah, I've seen those. And I think that's a good middle ground because it's not really as difficult as a capture because the problem is with captures, I don't think I've ever got... Googles are the toughest. I don't think I've ever got a Google capture right first time. <laughs> I think I've always had to do the you know the second attempt. So that that's kind of a good middle ground where it's kind of preventing the bots. But um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of captures, I'll be honest. Capture, yes, proof of um, using your loaf. Mm. Proof you're human. Let's go on to the last question in that case. Uh, this one is from um, Raymond Lawson. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, Calvin. Your podcast is still by far the best of them all. Keep up the great work. Um, I regularly buy a lot of domains relating to the translation industry with GoDaddy as they have a good reputation in the domain parking field in the US but never get round to monetizing them in any way. It just gives me a peace of mind knowing I have them should I decide to launch a project on them at a later date. Recently, I've been thinking about monetizing them in some way, maybe by putting them on auction or filing with, uh, sorry, filling with affiliate links. Um, but I also may like to quickly knock up some content myself and link to my own site, brackets, a bit like how people use squidoo lenses, etc. brackets. Um, for this latter option, I would it would be beneficial if the servers are based in the UK rather than the US for targeting solely UK clients on google.co.uk, particularly for the .com top-level domain brackets. I often register domains based on local search terms, so it doesn't help having Birmingham, England mixed up with Birmingham, Alabama brackets. Therefore, it would be great if they also had the option of cheaply adding a monthly hosting service with MySQL and cPanel for knocking up some content in WordPress without going through the hassle of transferring the domain elsewhere. Is there anywhere you recommend that offers as much of the following as possible? Cheap.com and .co.uk domains, brackets, as I register a lot of domains, brackets. UK-based servers, reputable company, responsive chat support, Easy domain parking services, such as the affiliate-filled pages 123 Reg seems to offer. Domain auctioning services, like GoDaddy offer. And lastly but not least, should I decide to quickly knock up a simple site myself with MySQL and cPanel and a cheap monthly hosting fee, brackets, this rules fast hosts out of the equation, brackets. What do you think of 123 Reg maybe? Best wishes, Raymond Lawson. That's, yeah, a good, that's a good question yeah, for you. Yeah, good in-depth question there. Um, and there's lots of elements to it. So 
The first off, I would say that generally, I think if you own domains, you should try and get websites on them um, because park domains make very little money unless you own like, you know, cars.com, you know, that type of, you know, the, you're not mm. going to get any typing traffic. So the only way you're going to get traffic to those sites is via search engines or referrals. And the only way you're going to get them if, is if there's a website there. Um, so in, in that case, I always recommend building a site, even if it is only a single page, trying to get it indexed and seeing if it's getting get any traffic. If it's a competitive term, you're going to need more than that to, to, to get any traffic on it. But if you've paid the money, you've got it for the next six months, it's worth spending half an hour um, putting up a page to, you know, to contain some content on that site. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend setting them up and then linking them all to your main site because if, if, if it was that easy to get links, I'd, I'd just put, you know, buy tens of thousands of domains and point them all to our clients' websites. It, it doesn't work like that. Um, but it can be worth them as a kind of like little website, their own self-contained. You maybe have some affiliate links there. Maybe you've got some AdSense on the site. Maybe you use it to generate a lead that goes to your main business, but they don't know that they've gone to the, you know, they kind of fill in it on, you know, website X and you just get the lead and contact them from website Y and, and tell them if it's around translation, you know, they kind of fill it in on one website and you contact them via the other rather than making the links there because you won't see any SEO benefit. Now, in terms of some of the hosting solutions, there's quite a lot of different things going on there. Um, I don't like to recommend services that I haven't used. Um, so I can only really talk about the kind of companies that I use personally and the ones that we use kind of professionally. Now, in terms of site visibility, we use a host called Memset, um, you know, who we get on quite well with. Um, and we use FirstServe to, um, as part of the mix there as well to register and, and, and do hosting as well. So they're two that we've used there. Uh, I've not used them a lot. Um, we don't do a huge amount of hosting as a kind of organisation, but you know the, the technical members of my team seem to get on quite well with them. In terms of some of my more personal projects that I run, um, I use 123reg to register the domain names. Um, they seem quite friendly. They're quite efficient. Though they do sometimes annoyingly auto-renew domain names when you don't want them to. So that's my main niggle with them. And their control panel is very unintuitive. But, you know, they're who I've gone with. They're who all my domains are with now. That's um, who I use. In terms of hosting, I use actually... It's US-based, so it doesn't solve the problem about UK hosting. But I use a company called a smallorange.com. Um, and... I think it's one of the cheapest out there. Anytime I've had a problem with help, they've been really, really help. You know, they've been really, really efficient. Um, it's cheap. Um, you can pay like they've got all kinds of different payment options. So you can pay up front, you can pay monthly, you can pay quarterly, you can pay yearly. Mm. Um, and you know, I've never had a problem with downtime. Having said that, these aren't huge websites; they're not complicated. Um, but you know, for CPanel and MySQL or MySQL, have you pronounced? I can never remember. But you know, they do all that kind of thing. I run all my WordPress sites through them, so they're the ones I've got personal experiences with. I know Andy's probably got some insights on hosting yeah. because, with, particularly with the podcasting, that's kind of quite a big, yeah, you know, deal, isn't it, to be dealing with the kind of you know what seventeen, eighteen thousand people listen to this show, yeah, twenty, thirty meg an episode. That's quite a lot of bandwidth before you start looking at any of the other it shows is. that you're doing. And as well, um, well I, uh, there's two. Ho there's two. Um, in terms of hosting, yeah. um, there's two companies I recommend. I also use an American company for hosting called DreamHost. Okay. Now yeah. the thing about DreamHost, um, there's, there's, a, there's a good thing about them, and there's a not such good yeah. thing about. Them. The good thing about them was two good things. They're incredibly cheap. Yeah. Uh, you pay, uh, I think I pay $9.95 a month for as many domains as I want. Yeah. They sell domains, obviously not .co.uk yeah. domains, but org.com for nine ninety five a year. Yeah. Uh, they have an incredibly brilliant 
control panel. Yeah. One of the best I've seen. The downside is, because they're so cheap, expect them to be down for around about three hours a year. Yeah. Now, that actually is actually very good. Yeah. But they, there will be a point where your site will be down for yeah. a few hours, once or twice a year. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Mm. They, that is a shared server. Yeah. Um, but they do do for slightly more money. You can have your own dedicated server. And in the UK, I, I use one-on-one. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. I mean, I, I rent a server from them. Yeah. And it, I think it's about 60 with a, a month, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and it's on a 100 megabit pipe, and it, it's pretty good for hosting. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's lots of different um, options there, really, for, for what you can do, and it'll depend. Now, in terms of the international stuff, I think... It's not worth changing lightly your hosting or the people who are using your, you know, you're running your domains through, because there's all kinds of things that can go wrong in the migration process. So unless you're really unhappy with GoDaddy or One Two Three or the people that you're, you're using there, I wouldn't necessarily recommend changing. But um, yeah, interesting question, and particularly, you know, we'll open this up on the. So if you're listening to this in iTunes, you can always access um, the episodes on sitevisibility.co.uk forward slash blog. Um, so we'll leave the comments open there. So if anyone's got any suggestions on how they'd recommend um, dealing with this, do um, you know leave a comment there and, and share that because I'm interested to know. That's my experience. That's Andy's experience. Mm. Um, I don't think any of them perfectly answer the question. But yeah, it's an interesting quandary to deal with there. Well, I think we'll have to wrap it for that show. And that was... Um a questions and answers episode. I have been Andy White. And I almost certainly have been Calvin Newman. And probably will be next time yeah, as well. I, I, I can't imagine being anyone else. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. 256150 if you're inside the UK it's 01273 256150 and you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show also we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself well that's it for now Andy White signing off until next week on internet marketing deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 